0: Basement Astrologers, coming to you live from the City of Destiny, Tacoma, Washington, and from Brooklyn, New York. With me today is producer and astrologer Demetrius Bagley. Say hi to everyone, Demetrius.
1: Hey, kip Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, so we're going to get to know you, uh, but uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, a bunch of Aquarius stuff, which is super relevant, obviously. Uh, and I'm really excited uh, for you to share your thoughts on it. Uh, but before we get to that, um, Demetrius, here's a, my traditional first question. How did you get into all this fun woo stuff?
1: So let me go before the last Saturn Aquarius, which ironically, uh, in 93 which does fit in here, uh, quite ironically. So my first encounter with astrology, that's very crisp that I remember, is a Linda Goodman book. I'm not sure if it's Sun Signs or not. Um, it's the book where she actually mixes astrology and uh, numerology. Mm. And there's an Aquarius 6 and Taurus 5 and you know all the combinations. And I actually read the book uh, very young. And I kind of had it more or less down pat, the the signs for sure, not necessarily all the numbers. I don't think she explicitly says it's numerology, And I really tried to start fitting people into that. I didn't understand then, you know, in retrospect, that there's a whole chart and there's other things going on. in and, and, and So I'm kind of expecting, right, you know, this thick tome, you know, you see the name around, she's got other titles, um, quote unquote, from the 60s. So... I, I read it, I memorized it. I kind of, you know, well, you're a Virgo this, you're a Virgo that. I, my mom's side of the family a ton a ton of Virgo energy, Virgo sense. And then I was like, okay, I'm, taking it, I'm too obsessive with this, or this is too churchy. I'm trying to fit you know people into these different uh, square pegs and round holes and that whole kind of thing. And then I let it go. Aquarius sun here, by the way. And then many years later, I got pushed into... Uh, I literally got pushed into a tarot deck without going on that tangent. Um, All this spiritual esoteric stuff started happening, um, which is a a pretty lengthy story into itself. Maybe not the most interesting. The short of it is in barely a year, I get involved with sort of in this order um, energy, not necessarily energy work, um, uh, specifically Celestine prophecy, uh, Kabbalah, Gosh, a little bit about, not Ricky, but sort of something adjacent to that that I haven't been able to remember the name of. Um, let's see, after Kabbalah, the numerology um, is right after that. Um, tarot comes on the heels of that, and that's very mystical. Um, one of the most mystical moments of my life. A um, oh. quick version of that is, I, hear, I, I, I go to my uh, coffee house. This is in Chicago, by the way. Um, I go to my uh neighborhood coffee house. I open the door. It is jam packed with people. Um, it's in the evening. I don't I don't know what month it is. I haven't gone back to kind of dig this out. And uh, I can't, you can't see really. I mean, it's that mean, it's literally a sea of people. Or I, I guess I can say literally, but metaphorically, it's, it's, it's truly a sea of, of people. Um, a lot of great energy. Maybe some music was on the other side. Of and I hear this deck shuffling and i know immediately that it's a tarot deck and i know this is actually the deck i'm going to learn uh which ends up being um, crowley's tough t- t- i always say it wrong because i've been reading it for decades even uh and, and not really having conversations about um the deck's name as opposed to the deck's cards anyway <laughs> that guy is a jazz musician cancer son Doug Wolf, he teaches me tarot, right? I pay him, as some other people do. And then um, for those who know the deck, there are astrology symbols there in the deck. And he convinces me to, you know, I'm a great student. I have a little money on time. Um, I need to also learn astrology, right? He just has this sense about it, which maybe it's about money, maybe it's about intuition, probably mix. I don't really know, even, you know, many, many years later. Um, let me pause there and back up. Well, at, this is sort of in the middle of this year, year and a half of, of a lot of spiritual stuff going. Uh, and what I didn't say, which may or may not be useful to say, is early in that process, uh, sort of the second or third thing that happens, um, is I I'm, introdu- I'm reintroduced to veganism and I decide to become vegan. And so that's so that's sort of the backdrop to everything else and all these sort of. Uh, what year is this? This is 93, 94, right? Oh, okay. So uh Gwang, this is part of the Saturn Aquarius last time. Um the one thing I want to say is um Linda Goodman's, so Linda Goodman's whichever book that is, uh, for sure, not Love Signs, but one of the other books. Um that's the first book that I remember encountering, or probably others, but right, substantial, you know, people familiar with her name, et cetera. And of course, she's an astrologer. The second book um, comes early in this 93, 94 period, this quote unquote year, year and a half, me, where a lot of things happen again. A good 20 minute conversation to itself, just to kind of lay the backdrop that the universe was quite demonstratively speaking to me. Uh, and books were literally falling off shelves at me, et cetera, et cetera. One of the books that, uh, I, don't, I don't remember if this one fell off the shelf at me, but it definitely um, was called to me, as it were, um, is, let me get the name right today. It's Kathleen Bird, um, Archetype of the Gods, which is an Ooh. astrology book that looks at, basically the planets in, with respect to the Greco-Roman myths. And I'm very familiar with them, uh, more so at that point, because of my name, and so I'm really intrigued with this uh, and the myths before this. So that that's there. But again, I still, this book doesn't necessarily, is the way I recall it. I don't know. It's this whole system and you can read charts or the 30 art charts. I, I don't know all that until many, many months later. But it does um, whet my appetite, is more than fair to say. Because, again, the myths are a big deal to me in storytelling, narrative, et cetera. Um, and the, the signs are, I'm already pretty familiar with the signs, although not the sequence. Um, that's the short. I don't think I'll add any more there. I think it's just sort of more detail, but, um, yeah, I, I've become a sort of serious astrology, um, student as you were, or, or even hobbyist, um, somewhere in 93, 94. I don't, I don't remember the night of the coffee house. Um, I start taking classes X number of days after that. Um, I don't know what X is. Uh, uh, and then a few weeks after that, which I'm pretty sure is winter or spring of 94, um, I've done, I finished with the tarot classes, which were great. Um, and then I take these astrology, it ends up being a tutoring session, I think. Uh, Doug starts dating Cindy, one of the other students, but then she feels like there's conflict of interest. And then someone else, another woman disappears, I think, because she's married that they've started dating. Um, but also, uh, you know, very openly about it. Uh, make sure there's no guruness if I can call it um, that. So then off I go. Um, there are many things to say about that. Um, I guess a short one is I end up very reluctantly becoming a, quote, quote, professional astrologer uh, sometime in 95, I think barely a year later. Um, I won't go into that. I don't know if that's necessarily of interest, elements for this conversation we're having today was that in uh, chicago too that was not that was in arizona which is a aquarium state
0: um yes i agreed that arizona is an aquarium state i think <laughs>
1: uh actually this this is what i was trying to remember before we started um not even but i think it's if i recall correctly arizona's birthday i don't remember the year is valentine's day it's february 14th uh which is quote unquote like a 24th Five, maybe 26 degree uh, um, Aquarius Sun the degree is not, not important but we'll come back to the date later in this conversation because there's another very familiar um, business in the world that has a February 14th birthday um, but that's in the middle of uh, sort of my notes here
0: so uh, it sounds like you bounced around quite a bit and you're in Brooklyn now how long have you been in New York
1: <laughs> yes, I have Gemini Rising here. Um, I have bounced around um, the U.S. of in 5 of uh, its major cities. Um, everything has its pros and cons, is what I would tell you. Um, and I still wish that there was more astro-locality cartography out there. Um, not just for me, but for a lot of people. Um, I've been in Brooklyn about a year and a half now. And I've been in New York City overall uh, almost 16 years.
0: Oh, so you're you're a part of the fabric at this point. Um,
1: I'm, a New, I'm a New Yorker, uh, but I still I still claim my Midwesternness, uh, and I have lived on the West Coast, uh, including Phoenix, but also uh, San Fran. I would not say I'm a West Coaster, but I I, I understand how it works and appreciate it.
0: Um, so um, we can talk about this as much or as little as you want in a greater context, but you're really in the belly of the COVID beast in New York. Um, how is that affecting your everyday life?
1: You know, I hadn't totally, <laughs> um, thought, I've thought about it in some ways, right? Um, but I hadn't thought about it with respect to this conversation, which is kind of interesting. Um, Saturn Aquarius slash Aquarius. Um I work at home, right? I basically work for myself um, with a little bit of client work these days. Uh, um, and a client as in uh, marketing and social media, not um, consulting. I'm um, not really a consulting astrologer is one of the clarity, one of the many clarifying things um, that I've gotten in the last, in the 2019 and 2020. I love it. It's not, it's not my calling. Um, getting more comfortable with my calling and just sort of going out on this trail. Um, and to unpack that a little bit, I'm a 10th house Aquarius son with uh, Placidus, uh, is what I use, um, with the Aquarius in midheaven. Um, so there's there's been a long sort of, okay, I'm an astrologer, what kind of an astrologer? How does that make with the rest of what else I know professionally, uh, which has certainly grown right in "quote unquote" thirty years, um, but also, what is the what is the calling? Astrology won't go away. Did <laughs> try to get rid of it uh, about yeah, I think right before, or if not right after I moved here, right before, if I recall, oh three, oh two, oh three, um, and it would not go away. So so okay, it's here. I do enjoy it. I love it. Really. How do I integrate it? Is then a high obvious, uh, sort of, again, reluctant professional. Um, all of that to say, I'm still on task, believe it or not, with your question, is one of the best things about living in New York City, I think, as someone into astrology, even being an is there's so many of us here. Um, we have great community. We have uh, one of the things that got cut from my calendar immediately immediately with this um, lockdown, shutdown, whatever you want to call it. In New York City is a private astrologer's um, sort of spring or priest fling uh, potluck house party. Um, This is not uncommon, pardon me, uh, on my calendar and hopefully others. Um, I'm Gen X here, I want to say, um, so I I think these things work differently for, I know they work differently for baby boomers because they've known each other many, many decades their kids, and divorces, and parents, and, 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 and. Um, so that was one of the first things to get cut, Kip. I'm, I'm double heirs. you heard. Um, I'm an extrovert, likely well, so, and I work at home, so I look forward to getting out and about. Um, there was a panel. Um, is a precursor to this conversation we're having in some ways, uh, uh, from the New York City NCGR uh, chapter, uh, one of the big astral works in the world that's uh, US-based, um, that got technically got canceled and then got resurrected very quickly as a virtual panel, um, right? Everybody's going to Zoom. But that's a pretty big stretch for them. Which we may not come back to in this conversation. Um, they hadn't done something like it before, right? The Saturn in Aquarius is getting pushed. Um, uh, the panel was scheduled for to be a belated International Astrology Day for March 27, and I'm calling that date up right where you're just into, right as Saturn uh, is in Capricorn or finishing up those last so many hours, they cancel it then i email i haven't heard anything i'm like what are we doing here okay we're obviously not meeting that's now illegal <laughs> the governor what are we doing i was curious i was like can we go online and like yep we're looking at which i thought they were gonna say no um sort of the history but right a, a lot of us are being uh, not just astrologers and not just new yorkers being pushed to reinvent or become uh, creative about how do we achieve something i we still want Achieve it so it, it squashed my social calendar. My in person, so as I've been trying to say, my in person social calendar. I have moon in Cancer, um, which is uh, quincunx if you want, or I do. Um, my Midheaven, so I like to share food when I get together with groups and community and people you know, a vegan restaurant here, or a picnic in the park with other astrologers. As, as Annabelle and some others have hosted um, the house party I mentioned, which another astrologer friend um, hosts. So I, I'm missing that. Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> the right. There's this, or, or some astrologers are saying I haven't really wrapped my head around it. There's this uh, encroachment or push around freedom, freedom move. I went to the store this morning, grocery store and the bank, and I normally cut across this pretty sizable part, which is which isn't barely green. It's like on cement, and, uh, basketball courts and tennis courts and different things. Um, you know these sports fields if you will melded it together and it's pretty large block um it's all locked off i couldn't go across the diagonals i love 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 to do um because people had been congregating out there so, you know they've locked up uh, this particular part is they could lock it up uh, others are more kind of wide open space so that that did not make me happy which is an understatement but i also kind of laughed um because i thought this is very sad Aquarius, like things have to be a certain fixity a certain way um and and we need to adjust it doesn't mean we need to like them or love them um be happy about it but we we do need to uh, not just add an aquarius right there are a lot of planetary things we have to adjust to so i'm fine right now i'm i'm worried about myself into may since this may go to june first or even deeper into june um right in it's spring I want to get out and about. I want to mean go. I don't need a lot of it. I can work at home? Um, it can be overly frugal. But um, yeah, um, uh, jumping for a second for a little bit of a side sidebar, uh, um, I had been working on and I put aside a piece on Tauranus, aka Uranus and Taurus. I uh, written uh, an article for the CIA, Cosmic Intelligence Agency, um, that is, quote unquote, Australia. Australian based, but really a global team of agents. Um, And I wanted to look, I still want to look at shopping and how shopping was going to drastically change. over the season yeah. Particularly grocery shopping and other ways that we um, get food. Um, I haven't gone back to look at it, but I I had quite a few notes set up and I continue to watch articles. Uh, I haven't looked at it in quite a few months, but I was laughing because I'm like, holy, I don't know if I can curse here. Oh, I'm going to just be Brooklyn and say shit. Holy shit. Like I just, I don't think most astrologers, I, I knew it would go fast. I know it had already been doing that pre-pandemic, but now there's a huge jump of people who are clearly right, shopping for groceries online, um, which some are attributing to Aquarius, um, which is, I can see that. But i, I, I if we're just going with one, Um, I wouldn't put it on Saturn whatsoever. I put it on Uranus and Taurus. We were already changing a lot of the technology, uh, clearly with Amazon, uh, and Amazon buying Whole Foods two or three years ago. That was, or maybe before at this point, that that was already there, uh, and I was already thinking about it and watching it, as as certainly other industry uh, people are, but I don't know that many astrologers or just uh, heavy-duty shoppers were watching it. Um, So I'm fine right now, but um, maybe check on me towards the end of April or into Taurus uh, in May, um, because then I might be getting really uh, antsy. I do, um, um, I have been thinking about, okay, what's Aquarius, Saturn and Aquarius, among other things? What do I want to self, quote unquote, I think it's proscribe or prescribe, but but what I want to, what things can I do that are simple and no money um, or almost no money? Um, to make it better, right, this quote lockdown. So um, one of the things I do is, um, I love postcards. So I've been oh. writing postcards to And I have the postcards already uh, and, and postcard stamps. So I just get out, that gets me out and gets me right sun and air. Um, it gets me upright as opposed to sitting you know, at this computer uh, office all day, um, night or whatever. Um, and just, you know, getting a beat, right. I see some people are, are out, um, uh, relatively dense populated neighborhood, or at least my perception, um, right. I'm doing an air thing. I'm walking or aquarium, arguably, um, just around the big block. I'm communicating with people. It's tangible, mixing in Saturn Aquarius, but also mixing in the and Taurus, arguably.
0: Um, I love that idea. The postcards make a ton of sense.
1: I re- Thanks. I really love postcards. Uh, maybe so right now. Um, that goes way, way back into my you know, single digit age. Um, stationary and those kinds of things. So I was already kind of thinking that I'm kind of wanting to do it daily. But this is sort of a good meld of sun, air, walking, it's depending on if slow or fast, um, getting away from the computer. Um, I put on some music or podcasts. So been listening to um, you and Wade uh, on a recent episode. Um, Listen to some other, um, mostly non-astrology, um, astrologer podcast. So I'm, I'm coping, but I'm, I'm, I am I'm know it's going to go through April um, or, or from everything I'm reading, if not through May. Um, and then we'll see beyond that. So yeah, it's okay. Um, I think one of the weird things that maybe you've seen and other people have read or even experiencing, depending on where they're at, New York or otherwise, is um, the sirens are more, per- the whatever kind of sirens, I'm not sure which kind, right? police, fire, or medical. Um, those seem, I don't know if they seem more frequent to me. They definitely seem louder, um, lightly more frequent. Um, that is what it is. Um, I'm not hearing it you know, every hour, but I have heard multiple in an hour before, which is unusual. Um, having been in this space for um, this particular apartment for right about a year. And we are, we actually are very close to a hospital. Um, I, don't, I don't know how it is or is not involved with the uh, virus. Um, maybe I'll look that up after. So all that said, okay for now, check on me late when sun gets in the
0: Taurus. Yeah, I think when it starts getting nice though, people are gonna start getting squirrely. Um, well, that's great. Uh, we got to know uh, Demetrius and, uh, and we're at a perfect launching point. You've been uh, lacing your, your Aquarian uh, views <laughs> into uh, everything you've been saying. So why don't you um, just start us out and, uh, and let us know kind of the focus of your, your research on Aquarius, what's coming up, what's happening right now. I mean, uh, a lot of what you're talking about with that lockdown of that park I think we saw earlier this week with that Mars-Saturn conjunction, we kind of saw the brakes slammed on everything. I mean, there were still some folks and some regions that didn't seem to be as locked down or taking things as seriously. And I think uh, when Mars-Saturn finally met up, uh, you know, we, we heard from all sorts of different types of leadership that, that this was something that was going to last a while. And uh, and we were going to have to take some additional steps to, uh, to stop things up. Um, so, Um, wherever you think it's best to start, uh, with Aquarius, I know that you did some history too, which is awesome. So if that's where you want to go, um, let's bring it.
1: Thanks. I heard that my mind went in a few places. One, um, just to get those out squirrely, I am concerned for sort of myself with the early (laughs) Gemini rising uh early degree of Gemini rising. Um Venus and Gemini is gonna be quite interesting um with the squirreli. So I hope astrologers are advising people um to the best of their
0: uh, I just ability. bought six chickens for the kids. So I got the squirliness all taken care of. <laughs> they have chicks to take care of.
1: Oh nice. Um huh that'll be that's some great footage at least in my head. Uh, the video footage. So, here's what I want to say and then dive into two or three, maybe some more points. One, we're already living in Aquarius. And I want to be very clear I'm not saying we're in the age of Aquarius, I don't think we are not by the math, from multiple respective astrologers, and even some, God help them, ast- astronomers, right? Different different thing in this day and age. So again, I don't think we're in the age of Aquarius. I think we're dealing with some age of Aquarius things. I think we're living in a quote-unquote mini era, mini age of Aquarius. And I'll unpack what I mean about that in a moment or two. So uh, what a am- my request here for people listening is, uh, particularly for astrologers and esoterics otherwise, forget about if we're in the age of Pisces and or Christ right now. That's debatable, is why I say that. What for sure I want to lay out right here for you as you're listening is we are in mid age, era, whatever, haven't come up with a great phrase of it in Aquarius. We are living in Aquarius. We've been living in Aquarius for almost 30 years, and we've got another 2025 20, to go. So to overview that and get a little bit into, Saturn was in Aquarius back in 1991, so 94. Then there's a gap, and then we get Uranus in Aquarius, 1995 to 2003. Overlapping that, Neptune is in Aquarius, 1998, 2012. And I'm skipping over the, the, you know, it it retrograded out and then came back and all of that. Um, uh, People can look that up.
0: They can read. Lots of millennial birth charts with that co presence.
1: Yeah, there's, um, I would love to, I hope to be in more dialogues about this because there's there's a lot here to chew on. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'll come to sort of one of the questions I have. I don't have an answer for it right now, don't think I will in 2020. Um, the question is this, because I may forget it, is how much, well, there's two, question, two layers of the question. How much, how fast can Aquarius move when it's moving fast? And certainly we might ask that question about March of 2020 and some of the things we've seen unfold around this pandemic uh, in the US, if not elsewhere in the world. And then the larger question I had already been asking um, and this isn't my term slash hashtag, but I use it a lot and I love it. You know, got it from UAC, which I'll talk more about, uh, United Astrology Conference, um, in, um, May of 2018, um, that was in Chicago. It was the ninth UAC. Um, the hashtag is this new age of air. And this is talking about the grand conjunction that fully kicks off at the end of 2020, um, with Jupiter and Saturn. Um, at zero Aquarius, and then it's going to stay in the air element for, quote unquote, quote unquote, the next 200 years, which means we're leaving um, an Earth era, right? Since, quote unquote, 1800, the year 1800. What does that speed change from from Earth to air? One of my favorite things about UAC that I learned uh, sort of in a formal way, as opposed to sort of just visiting with people and getting to know colleagues and friends better is Air moves pretty fast. Earth, arguably, is, arguably, is the slowest of the four elements. That's going to have a lot of head spinning in the 2020s, is what uh, Wendy Stacy was saying, and Adrian Duncan, and Ray Grassi and some others. When Wendy said it, I really kind of got not chills, but sort of a thing, and we just got a whiff of that in March 2020. I don't think this is all the last uh, hopefully one of the few maybe the only bad surprise uh, the pandemic but there's a lot more coming in the 2020s which is a whole different conversation uh and my research as you say into that or looking into that that's been delayed (laughs) more so with the pandemic but even both uh uh, right before that came to light at least on my desk um i was starting to be like well wait a minute what What are the many things of 2020? Um, Going back to this uh, timeline and and hopefully keeping myself on track and not losing people. um, Neptune, again, um, 1998 through 2012. Then there's a big gap, right? And I'm just doing the outers, right? Jupiter pops in and out. Uh, Chiron is somewhere in there and certainly the North Node. Um, I left that out partially for time, and partially I just want to wrap my head around these four planets. Saturn, of course, is back in Aquarius 2020 through 2023, um, and then Pluto. Um, it's very interesting. Um, Pluto comes into Aquarius 2023 through 2024-ish. Um, that Saturn and Pluto they don't um, they don't share Aquarius. There's there's not even a 3 gap. Between when Saturn is done with Aquarius in March 2023, I think March 7th, if I recall. And then Pluto comes in like two and a half weeks later, uh, the 16th of March or something like that. But there's, there's there's a gap. Some people have been, astrologers have been saying it overlaps. It does not. Um, but I mean, it's barely it's three weeks. Um, and one of the reasons I bring that up is, um, in or uh, here in New York City and numerous other astrologers. we talk about handoffs, uh, more with the inner planets is what I see when I read horoscopes. And how does this set the stage? So right now, these is a specific example. How is this, this early Saturn in Aquarius with Mars, how is that setting up this new age of gear, this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius at the, basically the same, well, not basically at the same degree, uh, but not necessarily the same zodiacal minute. Right? A pretty tight conjunction, if not exact conjunction. What What do we know about that period? I'll come back and have a few thoughts about that without being on here, trying to trying to have a three-hour episode whatsoever. Although I do love to talk, and there's plenty here to say. Um, one of the things that we already know about Saturn and Aquarius real time is we have to think about communities differently we have to think about how we're getting together and i don't just mean the socializing like i was talking about um, before right personally we have to think about right the resources of our local grocery um, how we aren't going to be in the parks uh, to let this virus spread more not just for ourselves which i think is part of the Dissonance that we see in still some of the US states, uh, certainly in Brazil and other places around the world. It is about are we going to cooperate for our mutual benefit? And I keep going back to, particularly since we started recording today, Kip, the uh, Star Trek II, one of my very, very favorite movies. And I'm going to throw some controversy here. I'm going to try to channel you a little bit. I asked many, many months ago, years ago, I have to find the post on Facebook, do you think Spock is a Virgo or an Aquarius? And I hadn't thought of Spock as being Virgo myself. And I remember the best friend, my best friend said it was an Aquarius then. Um, I don't remember where it came from, but I know I discussed it with her. And then I was like, I have to ask people. And I was pretty shocked. Like more, uh, the weigh in was very strongly, I was like two thirds, maybe a little stronger. Um, for Virgo, and, and I'm like, that's not Spock. I think Spock's Aquarius. A lot of the the quips and, and other things, the, the pointy ears, uh, which, uh, which is arguably, you could say, Mercurial, right, but I think that's much more Aquarius. Uh, there's some other things, right? He is a literal alien, right? Within the context of Virgo. <laughs> uh, that might sound like weird English, sorry. Um, there are other things. It's an interesting debate. Again, it wasn't a debate to me. of like, he's always been Aquarius, and I'm not just trying to claim him out of some sort of pride or I hope. I'm not. It was uh, some of the things he does and the way we define him uh, and talk about him culturally, particularly us as non-Trekkies. I'm like, this is all Aquarius, right? You can pick up uh, many, many books that talk about defining the science and like, it will match up. The Virgo, I, and I don't remember the crux of the argument. I was a little bit more persuaded to like think about it. Um, but one of the things there, uh, right, give you that controversy or hopefully for fun or for, you know, a good mind puzzle, is at the end of Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, again, one of my favorite movies of all time, um, Kobayashi Ru, right? And I'm pumping my fist, right, since we're an audience. <laughs> is at the end of that episode... Uh, movie. Movie, thank you. I don't want to spoil it, though, for those who haven't seen it. I think it, it is somewhere. I think it's on YouTube streaming, among other places, for money. Um, is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one? Which I think is very interesting to think about the um, polarity, right, of Aquarius lead of Aquarius. Um, there are other ways to talk about it, particularly with what's in the sky right now. But I wanted to just talk, about, or I just want to mention it, uh, so sort I of want to unpack it more than that, on that spectrum, because that was sort of the tip off for me where it's like, that's an Aquarian idea. I, I w- I w- I'll I even go with a Pis- Piscean, or Pisceanian you want um it doesn't flip to virgo but regardless there's something in that statement, and even if you feel uh come into that spot because of virgo that i think we're living right now right in a pandemic in an emergency uh again without spoiling the end of the movie and what's going on um and there's something beautiful and profound um and arguably uh, I'm uh, a contemporary ruler's guy. I wanted to say earlier on. So uh, for me, Uranus rules Aquarius. Although I have been listening to you traditionalists and um, others who use the, the traditional uh, uh, traditional planets and uh, rulerships. Um, so I'm trying to hopefully get too caught up in them today, um, because we don't. I don't think we need to just to see that we are again living in Aquarius. Anyway, Kip, I think that's one of the challenges right now. Rethink, um, not that we're going to retrograde yet, um, and consider what community is and society, uh, how governments, billionaires and even millionaires, um, and the the quote-unquote powers that be, do and don't take care of infrastructure, of uh, readiness for uh, disasters. I've been worried about something not like this, this being a virus, for many years, but because of Katrina, because of Sandy, um, and, and many, obviously many others, and tsunamis before that, elsewhere in the world, for all the intelligence and money and wealth that we had on the planet then, more so now, we we know better, and know is very much uh, with capital K. It's very Aquarian word to me. We know better, but we're not doing better. Um, and so there has there has to be a lot of conversation and work. Not just talk, but work. That we really apply these things, and it's not easy, right? You have to stay out of the park. You have to stay at home. Um, you know, can't have people over. You know, no, don't have 25 people over. For a, a physically, for a house party, you know, put it on Zoom or Facebook Live, otherwise, or whatever. These are not easy things, but obviously Saturn doesn't necessarily care if something is easy or not. It's more this is what needs to happen. This is I would
0: happens. say that if Saturn does care, Saturn would lean on the side of difficult.
1: I heard that I'm very pro- Saturn, even though I use contemporary rulers. I'm not sure the planets care one way or the other. Uh, again, I, and I don't use detriments and essential dignity, et cetera, et cetera. I think it, well, obviously we want to look at the chart, right? Who are we talking about? What are we talking about? I think Saturn is, doesn't budge for the most part. And I think that the Western mind has a lot of problems with that. Um, I'm not sure if I, will unpack or can unpack that in this moment. My mind's a little bit in a different lane, but I, I think Saturn is Saturn. And I think if we get more attuned to that, regardless of whether it's a Capricorn, or Aquarius, or otherwise, I think things just go easier. That's not to say I don't like to break rules or flip things on their, their end or their size or what have you, because I do, and people who know me know I do. But I also think that we have to live in the world as humans, And I think there is definitely a way that um, sometimes we try to, this is my language, Neptune things, right? Sort of jump to the way out to the woo, or just again, the way out is not even about if it's woo. And that's great when I do it too. That doesn't mean that Saturn's not there. It doesn't mean the surface of the earth isn't there. It doesn't mean that the sky uh, and the the different levels of uh, atmosphere aren't there. That, Denial doesn't get rid of Saturn. It just makes it all more, to your word, difficult and challenging and uh, confusing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Just trying to bring in Neptune words. When we work with Saturn or when we work our Saturn, again, it works with Aquarius rising, astrologers, fellow New Yorkers, um, and then certainly others say this. Things go easier than not. I don't think Saturn is hard, per se. I don't think it budgets. I think that it's challenging at various points, uh, transits, and depending on it is, and et cetera, try And And with that, I want to say, again, uh, coming back to this timeline, or no, I guess I finished the timeline. So let me go back to Saturn before, 1991, the prior, 1991 to 1994, pardon me. And I want to, uh, and, and maybe I said this, uh, there's repeating i would just want to look at these outers in aquarius with respect to astrology as a field and astrologers there's plenty here i think you can do it for entertainment which maybe i'll do later in the year next year 2021 um i think we can look at telephones and how that technology has changed um particularly for us gen xers and olders i don't know if uh, i don't think gen z i don't think it will compute it'll just be very quaint i don't know where millennials will Way in about it but um phones have drastically changed since 91 uh, when i started looking at answering machines and um, it's just <laughs> all fascinating I, I, I used to do marathon phone calls and i have done some recently in the last two or three years right different different physical phone right and that's just not necessary in the same way you can make email and text and um, message and whatsapp and 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 so all these pieces and maybe the same person ironically and these different platforms maybe. And certainly multiple
0: people. This okay, is going so, to date me too, but I feel like that Saturn in Aquarius time period that 91 to 94, I think that that was the time when it was more common than not to have the home phone that didn't have a cord. That was kind of that time when it, when it flipped over. Cause I remember we had a, a, this cord in my basement of the home I lived in. That was like 30 feet long. So you could literally walk into another room and still have it connected to the phone. Um, and I think that this early 90s time period, that they, they had been around for a while, but people didn't really purchase phones with cords anymore that
1: I'm remembering back what it was in my household, households even, because there's multiple. For sure cordless predates that period for me. Yeah but um, I'll tell you what I remember Christopher Phones in a second from that period. Um, I was trying to go in my mind too because if I, if I recall um, very vaguely without trying to do the math um, again I took Jupiter out of this because that just adds a lot more no pun intended uh, but there's plenty <laughs> of five. Well there's, there's I mean in a certain way it's arguable i don't know if i would say living in aquarius but we've been living with uh, air right if we go back to the jupiter saturn in these um, 20 year cycles conjunctions we had uh, jupiter saturn in late libra um early 1981 which for sake of argument let's call that 1980 um as we often do as astrologers but if we look at the precision it's actually january 81 and it's in late libra that really kicks off now, this is a debate I've started having I don't need to look more into it. That's either the prelude to the new age of air or it even starts the new age of air. Again, this 200-year, give or take, uh, cycle of Jupiter and Saturn conjunctions um, in, in one uh, one element. That element uh, there, of course, air. But then when we get to 2000, um, it's in Taurus uh, for the last time in Earth uh, over, quote, unquote, it's more than two hundred years, and then 2020 uh, we'll get it. Um, we're actually still finishing up this Jupiter Saturn um, cycle. We'll get it in air at zero Aquarius, uh, and then it'll just be in air for um, the rest of this century. Uh, I don't remember when it jumps out. I want to say that is 2160 or something like that, but I don't recall. Um, what I remember when you said that Kip is not cordless. Cordless is before that. I think to your point. By the time Saturn comes into Aquarius in 91, I think a lot, a lot of people, I think it it really, um, what the word is, disseminates or whatever, a lot of people have it. Because I think we got it early, I think it was some amazing sale or bundle or whatever, uh, bundled in a different way that we know about cable, company bundles, um, which don't really exist uh, whatsoever in the 90s. Um, what I remember is um, in this period, just briefly dipping into this, Answering machines move away from cassettes, and a lot of us jump on that. And they also, a little bit, but really outside of the Saturn, that side of Aquarius period, you can call in and do. You have a little card in your wallet or purse, and you can start deleting and skipping and saving or whatever your messages. But uh, and you can do that before with cassettes, but those are unreliable, and those of us who remember cassettes can snap. Uh, particularly on answering machines, uh, whether you have the best or the worst, or anywhere in between. And sometimes it's the full-size cassette you know that you can put in
0: a walkman, and sometimes it's the little mini um,
1: dictaphone. Or
0: uh, I mean, trans- voicemail was a massive, big deal. Um, I don't think people even listen to their messages anymore on their phones. But right around that period, we we had that transition. Um, I bet there are people who have never seen um, an answer machine with a tape in it.
1: I just don't want them to see it. I want them to have to use it for a week or I don't know if people call people anymore. I, I don't, ironically. Um, e- email is sort of my number one communication tool. I love it. Because um, you can CC people, of course, you can go back and refer to it. Um, obviously, it's not verbal and voice, um, if I'm not contradicting myself. But I just find it, um, I love that. Uh, I've had quite a few jobs, uh, uh, and actually, I have a client now who's overseas. So I like the, the, the uh, and there's an argument to be made, right? Uh, I give this to the Neptune Aquarius, that one of the things we've seen in the world, all of us, all humans, um, or many many humans, but it's a global phenomenon, is we already, quote unquote, stay with me here, I'm being poetic, we already time travel, right? You're in one time zone, Kip, right now. I'm in a different time zone. That was already there with phones. But then um, I think there was a lot more stress about sort of uh, making a phone appointment. Yes, we could have recorded it back in 91, 94. Um, Although, and this is still the law, although you'd have to tell somebody recording it, right? Because there was no video. You couldn't see it. Um, Yada, yada, yada. And if you go back, uh, I don't know if that captures the two Saturn, Aquariuses ago. But uh, if you look at Watergate, right, there's a lot about that and being recorded but not knowing you're being recorded in and phones. And, and, and. Uh, which I believe to a point was in Nixon's favor, but obviously, <laughs> I think most people know how that uh, did and didn't go down. So um, there are many things to say about telephones, pagers, answering machines, voicemail. If I'm not mistaken, well, for me, voicemail comes late 90s. Definitely that, I put it on Uranus. Maybe even uh, in Aquarius, maybe even the Neptune. Um, but I remember being blown away, um, I think early 2000s, my first, maybe my, maybe my second, a um, flip phone, not a smartphone, right? Flip phone or just a, a mobile phone, I think, or a cell phone, or whatever we're calling it, mobile, is it, it had voicemail included and it was cheaper than sort of the quote landline. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, right? I have all these. So in 91, you, you know, you're you're really budgeting your minutes and you know, calling long distance, uh, AKA out of your you know, city or your metro area. And now it's the opposite. I, I, I kind of grimace that I'm always wasting minutes. Uh, and I think I have unlimited or some have seen thousands of texts per month. And I don't use those. Um, uh, and also if I text someone who has, <clears throat> pardon me, if I text someone who has the same, I think all of us, if if you're on the same carrier, that doesn't count against your minutes and or your your allotment of text messages. So it's very funny. Uh, Keep in mind, though, these bills, I don't know about for for inflation, but inflation aside, these bills are more expensive than what we paid back in the day. But my phone is more a tool, ironically, outside of being a phone, uh, um, old school phone.
2: Um, I definitely,
1: I text more than I call, email, use Google Maps a lot. A lot, which I love, uh, and 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 and, 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 uh, and certainly I've been listening to more podcasts in the last few months since I've become a, pod, a podcast producer. Um, one, if not it's two, one o'clock. Uh, pardon me, or three astrology uh, outfits, but that's uh, I'll come back to that. Okay, so now let me power through and see where try to get through these outer Aquarius. So Saturn's in Aquarius, right? Establish that what I think people forgot and I'd forgotten it until last week is one of the, I think the most important things from the last time that happened for the, the field of astrology is project hindsight is founded. There's a lot of, uh, and I don't know this history very well I have to learn it, but there's a lot happening before, but it is formally it's on the website, 1993 project uh, hindsight gets rolling. Project hindsight is really responsible for the resurgence of, I think being worth, uh, I forget who just wrote this, I don't know if it's Stephanie Gailey, out that way or someone uh, this week talking about Saturn Aquarius. It brings intellectual rigor to the field in general, not the least of which is about going back and retranslating things so we can have uh, the perspective as astrologers today. Um, It resurrects uh, quite a few tools uh, and names um, and techniques, tools, techniques. Uh, and one of my favorites is Perfections, probably my favorite is Perfections, uh, which I think is very simple, but very powerful and potent a tool that needs a lot, lot more uh, teach, uh, uh, use by astrologers and thus, uh, our audiences and clients. So that's the, I don't know if that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that I see the, uh, very clearly just within the field that is happening.
0: Oh, um, For astrology, we'll th- Project Hindsight is for sure with a you know, giant exclamation point, the big thing. Oh, I think that
1: that's fair to say well there's something else that happens right so it's like how do you how do I want to measure these things I'll come to that in a second let me say second one of the things that a lot of people don't know and I'm, I'm like should I go should I back up and you even explain how I know this so I've done a lot of volunteering over the last decade plus uh, 12 13 14 about probably about 14 maybe 15 years in the astrological community. I've done a lot of volunteering uh, in other communities, but particularly in the astrological community. So I've been privy to a lot of uh, dialogues, conversations, minutes that predate, uh, that are from the early '90s and the '80s, a little bit from the '70s, uh, and and since. Right. I've seen some of these interesting patterns that um, repeat, irrespective of who the players are, in a given committee or board or what have you. Um, so one of the things there, without getting dishy, Again, totally different conversation episode is the Astral Orcs in the US at least have thousands and thousands of members. This is not hyperbole. Sometimes Gen Y, and Gen Z, they think it's hyperbole. It's not. I, ha- I have the paperwork, I've seen it. What happens as I understand it, and I don't, I don't know if, where we'd put this as a year, is a lot of those well, a, baby, baby boomers is a huge population, which I think most people know. Particularly at that point, right? Millennials are babies, you know, yeah. If even born, is uh, uh, the uh, uh, and baby boomers for me, for sake of argument, are Pluto only, quote unquote. It's not quite right, but for sort of a clean, just we want to talk about astrology. Yeah. So the people who did and have passed on are Pluto and Gemini, Pluto and Cancer, and there's a lot of those people who are demonstratively into astrology. And there's a few things to say about that on a different day. So that's a key thing, and we'll come back to that because that's important to where we are now in 2020. But I'll try to thread that through. Here's the thing that I think, is a Kip, that rivals Project Hindsight. I think Project Hindsight sort of changes the ground, the Earth, if you will. But astrology software, or astro- mm. let me even rephrase that, let me rephrase that. Astrologer's software, and that's, that's my change, and I'll speak about that in a good few minutes. That is really starting to take off. But now you'll remember, I'm guessing, from what said about phones, and others will remember. Others probably just don't even know. Personal computers are not a thing yet, right? We're still early 90s. The technology hasn't really started just flourishing yet, but it's coming, and it's affordable, and it's amazing. Not the least of which portless phones. You can go out back, you can go outside, and go down the hall. Uh, right? You can twist, you don't have to worry about twisting the cord and buying a new one. Um, you don't have to, uh, these are all um, touch tone phones or whatever the language is. You don't have to um, rotary dial <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so on. It can, for those who know what that is. A uh, rotor dial was slower, it's one of its things, although it does have a nice object look and feel. Um, in this period of Saturn Aquarius before two, we've got the third UAC, we've already had two, but it's still a pretty new thing. Since it's, it's, it's sort of a, my language, kindergarten, kindergarten, kindergarten here, if I said that right. And the last thing I wanna say, which is global, but also very important to astrology, uh, uh, more now than then is the world wide web really is uh, it, uh, let's say for a second environments born without trying to parse out uh, uh, quite a few nuances there so then
0: that's yeah pretty the, much i, I it think does. it's fair to say the internet is having its sad return
1: yes yep and that, that that's uh it just did actually uh, as this pandemic broke um uh, it's birthday and as well as it's Saturn return. Um, so I think that's a middle, middle Pisces, if not mistaken. Um, which I thought was a really interesting contrast because right as that's happening, um, Zoom, everyone's like, get on Zoom. And, you know, I think a lot of astrologers know what Zoom is. Uh, whether it's an attendee, a host, uh, maybe they, they're using a the free version, maybe they use a the paid version, whatever. But I think in the last year or two, we're all familiar with Zoom and or GoToMeeting. It's it's a, it's a sort of predecessor for popularity. Um, so I was like, is the web ready for this? Uh, there is an article that says, yes, the web is ready for this. But that, that doesn't mean specifically Netflix or Facebook or these individual companies are. Uh, just a quick stat: Zoom has, in the last ninety to hundred days, has gone from ten million users daily to two hundred million users Whoa. daily. So that uh, a twenty-fold increase. Right. In case I didn't speak clearly, that is where I start to wonder back to one of the questions I leave people with that I'm still sitting with: How much faster does Aquarius make something? Partly coming from Capricorn. Right, that's, that's just the natural order. A dark order, but also just when we bring, a, uh, let's say, an Aquarius energy, right, irrespective of what's in the sky, an Aquarian, and even to the mix, right. We know we can mix things up, remix, and turn things on their head, etc. But there's a speed factor I think we really want to be aware of that I was not thinking about before you act twenty eighteen. So then there's a gap of like a year, year and a half, and then here comes Uranus in Aquarius, 90, 1995. I just want to nudge people, at, it's not something all I can fit into this conversation, and I need to look at it more because I had to back away from it. But TV changes quite a lot, uh, not just as an industry, but even for viewers in the 1990s, quite a lot. And I think it's because Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune and what they do and other things are changing in the team. Uh, which I think is fascinating and I am more familiar with. But again, that's a whole different conversation uh, and really probably sort of a workshop. So Uranus is, is here. The way I remember it, and I could be wrong, is 800 numbers are around uh, and not just a toll-free order something, but, um, uh, or actually that, but that anybody can get one now any sort of business, whether you're one person, two people, 200 people, 200,000, any size business. And I feel like we saw, maybe I've got this a little bit off, we see that proliferation and a lot more businesses created that way. Keep in mind the economy is pretty active now, right? Clinton is is well into his first term, and things are popping, uh, certainly in the U.S., uh, if not quite a bit of the world. One of the things that I associate with this time is listservs, um, and there's a different name to them also, but basically sort of through an early version of email uh, and uh, for astrology. They really grow and they are robust and they do include some of those um, Pluto and Cancers, maybe even Pluto and Gemini's, and and certainly the Boomers. But now keep in mind the Boomers are the youngsters relatively, right, and we're, we're still kids. Uh, the rest of us x's and y's obviously Z's aren't really on deck yet uh on the human form um one of the the shout outs i want to give uh, to specific astrologers here there's uh, a few but uh one of the three women is susan miller susan created astrology zone in 1995 as a website it continues to be a website as something people know um Susan in some ways to me is the boomer the the baby boomers generation um, Linda Goodman not for the work I don't think their work uh, sits in the same sort of places but their popularity and their influence um, is, is is very very sudden right millions and millions of followers globally um, th- those are important associations um, but Susan starts at site and is a, really a success from the beginning, one of the other shout outs I want to give to Susan that astrologers do need to know and they need to know it now. she wasn't just one of the arguably the first astrologer to uh, individual astrologer to have a website uh, doing horoscopes online uh, and and monetize that and it's done very very well with that uh, business and otherwise. She was one of the first period just outside of astrology to bring a a sole proprietorship without products, mind you, online. That was radical. I mean, what she did, if you go back to that time, was just, to me it's not even, I mean, it is radical. It's just weird. It's almost like prescient, right? She's really sort of jumped in, like, I'll figure this out, and she does. Uh, And that's important to later, which uh, we'll come to. I'm fast-forwarding a little bit out of the 90s, uh, just staying with Uranus for a second. Aya is something that's born over a decade and a half ago, association for young astrologers, right? From And it's it's the first org we have that's at astrologers org that's created by um, a younger generation, Gen, X, Gen Xers, actually all Gen Xers. Um, okay, so now what's starting to happen too, and a little bit of what's starting to instigate I as birth, or not even a little bit, but part of, is the astral orgs otherwise now have hundreds and hundreds of members. A lot of people have died or stopped renewing. We do have an economic bust uh, in the calendar 2000. So that landscape changes uh, and is still changing today. We do have also, while Uranus is there, uh, the fourth, fifth, and sixth UX. if I if I recall, that's in Orlando. Uh, no, I've got it wrong. Four is somewhere. Uh, five is Atlanta. I'm sorry. Let me say it right. Atlanta, Orlando, and then Denver. And Denver is 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 one I do attend. So I'm can speak to that personally. Uh, but beyond this conversation, um, and he. Here, we said this already, but it, I want to underscore it, right? Again, we're looking at Uranus, so we're just dipping into the 2000s, right, to 2003. Now personal computers are a thing. People probably remember whatever age they are. Uh, if they're Well, okay, let's let's say that the Ys and, and the rest of us, maybe not Zs. I remember specifically looking for Best Buy bundles for computers, computer printers hard drive for about $1,000, maybe 500, maybe 600, 800. Uh, These are Windows computers for sure, but um, they were very easy to get. In fact, I did get, I took a break from Apple computers for better and for worse based on price and to be able to uh, get on AOL chat rooms, gay.com chat rooms and other chat rooms and just email more uh, from home and otherwise research things and go on uh, uh, astro.com. Chat rooms
0: were huge.
1: Uh chat rooms were huge. I would argue they still are. They've just changed uh, their form. And I'll remind me, I, I want to come back to that, uh, which connects to um, uh, not a birthday I have here, but uh, one of the big names, uh, business names in the tech world right now. Um, you know, something I didn't say here, and I do want to say is the first time, uh, I'm still in the Uranus, and I'll move more swiftly through Neptune. The first time I get on the internet, it's 1996. I believe it's April if I recall. Um, and I go on there very specifically to get on astrodeans.com, which is the the, the the older name of Astro.com. Um, and it's to cast a chart. Not uh, I don't I think Prince's chart if I recall. Um, and this is also before laser printing or uh, pardon me. This is just coming off the dot matrix printer era. Look it up if if you don't know what that is, um, and it's early in laser printing, so we don't have rounded, non-pixelated Printing yet, It's coming. We're just on the edge of coming away from pixelization on, uh, with ink on the page, but it's not there. So, this chart is not circular. I don't, I don't have it handy. I have it somewhere here at home uh, and have to scan it or find, remember what I named it because I think I did. Uh, it's on my computer somewhere because the files. But it's this square chart. It almost looks a quote unquote Vedic, but it also uses like plus symbols <laughs> to designate the houses. It just looks very antiquated compared to what I could print now with the printer I have home. But all of this technology is uh, one takeaway I hope people have gotten already or will get from this conversations. It has changed drastically in our lifetimes, whatever your age is. It has changed drastically. We can go way, way back to radio. We can go back to uh, film before I had sound. That's a different conversation. That's for sure before my time. But just in my lifetime, I'm like, holy wow. It's in my pocket now, uh, my iPhone, right? And there's more power here than was uh, available, much less affordable, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20, and certainly a Saturn cycle. Neptune, let's go back into the late, in Aquarius. Let's go back to the late 90s for a second. MySpace, smartphones start to emerge. Jump across the line here. We get Facebook is born, which is an Aquarius, by the way. This is 98
0: through 2012 for people listening along.
1: Thank you, yes. Um, Right, pretty long span there. Neptune seems to, if I've got this right, have a pretty, uh, as Uranus does. Uranus is about seven years in a sign, seven, eight, uh, with the back and forth, depending uh, with the retrograde in and out. Um, About 14 years, uh, right, slower, uh, about twice the cycle. facebook again aquarius february 4th 2004 uh multiple aquarius things there um one of the things i want astrologers to watch if not just people to watch is what happens and i haven't looked at this thoroughly <clears throat> um what happens as saturn goes across um, aquarius planet? saturn goes across. Facebook's natal planets in Aquarius, and also what happens as Uranus goes across Zuckerberg's uh, sun, he's a late Taurus, and Saturn squares it, which will be well before that. Food for thought. YouTube is born a year later, and this is the February 14th birthday I mentioned earlier. We're in 2005. YouTube is independent right away starts changing the game of what is possible from our living rooms in terms of video and audio Uh, and quote unquote, I use this word loosely, TV. Um, I'll note for what it's worth, Google purchases YouTube right away, which I did sort of remember, it does so in November of 2006. Um, I think it's one of the very, very few business sort of acquisitions I've ever seen where it really did fruitfully uh, overall add a a good uh, accelerant to the, the fires burning. I think Google made, for sure made YouTube bigger, but I also think it made it overall better. Certainly they have quite a bit of work to do. Uh, in a few ways. Um, speaking of YouTube, this is the second female astrologer I want to shout out in this conversation who is an Aquarius son. Uh, Nadia Shaw is really the, the still standing pioneer of doing astrology on YouTube, right? This democratized, uh, again, my loose language here, TV slash television. Uh, and she's still doing that and has done very well and has a global audience um, and has moved around the globe and traveled other places herself.
0: Um, she just—I definitely want like to add co- uh, Kelly Lee Phipps to that too, the, <clears throat> of blessed memory. But he was uh, a pioneer at, at um, filming things and putting content out on YouTube as well.
1: I'm hearing that I was observing that uh, we have the same birthday.
0: But, oh really? Uh, we
1: have yeah yeah. Uh, met him briefly, but um, definitely an astrologer gone too soon. Um, and I don't know if maybe you just said this clearly, I did not, my mind went a few other places with that. Um, the two of note here are, uh, Kelly was an Aquarius. Um, and he is, I believe, the first in the, the astrologers community globally to do any sort of film work, um, at least as Gen X, um, and that I'm aware of, um, Return of the Magi. Uh, and that, that actually had a screening of some sort at um, UAC uh, Denver in 2008, um, which is also in this period. Um, and the chat rooms aren't gone. Uh, and our, 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 I wasn't on MySpace, so I don't quite know how those worked, although I know a lot of astrologers. Uh, know each other directly or by way of someone who was on those back in the day, like Sam Reynolds, we've had on. Uh, he knows Chris Brennan from there, um, Nick Dag and Best, um, and I know there are many, many others. Again, I did not. I was not a MySpaceer. I was looking for music, uh, if and when I was on there, and probably gay content. I didn't even know. That there was a strong- that is. But uh, AOL chat rooms exist right now today, but not through AOL. It's the biggest chat room, my language, in the world. It's Twitter. Twitter, in a lot of ways, for better and for worse, is sort of AOL, quote unquote, 2.0. Certainly doesn't have all of the the things that AOL did, which I think is good. Uh, But some of the mistakes and challenges it has, I think, if you, we go way back and look at the articles and the sections uh, from business press, well, early on, early on dealt with before they started buying and getting bought out and buying and getting bought out again. and and, and, and. Um, So sometimes I'm like, Jack, uh, the Twitter, have you looked at AOL? Have you talked to some of those folks? Cause I think, I think you're dealing with some of, not all, same challenges. Uh, and I do want to shout out Astro Twitter for people who are astrology hobbyist enthusiasts, uh, and certainly astrologers otherwise. Um, Astro Twitter is pretty much popping 24 seven, certainly different rates depending on who's awake. Uh, although everybody doesn't have a quote nine to five schedule uh, or traditional schedule and it's global. I'm always learning things on there. Some of major imports, some of moderate imports, some of, of pettiness, but there's always things happening there and increasingly so. Um, it's not all great to be very clear but I have been able to find 60 to 80% of it is really useful uh, in warming and educational and otherwise great. Um, Also, um, later, because the Neptune period, again, is longer, uh, yet overlaps the Uranus that we spoke about, we get Uranus, uh, pardon me, we get UAC number seven and number eight. um, And I want to talk about UAC a little bit uh, more. Um, uh, Seven is in, ah, I'm sorry, no, uh, seven is actually in, get it right here, is in Denver. And and what year is that? And eight is in New Orleans, I said that wrong earlier. Um, Denver is 2008, yeah, that's UAC seven, that's my first UAC, and really entrance into the global community. Um, And then um, UAC 12 is in New Orleans, um, uh, uh, both the last weekend of May, um, um, and then well, I'll, I'll come to nine, uh, which I spoke about at the beginning of the episode um, already. Um, UAC is really important when we talk about astrological orgs community. Um, again, UAC is a conference; it's the "quote unquote" mothership conference. It's the biggest gathering of a stru- that I'm aware of, and uh, many colleagues are aware of of astro astrologers in the, outside of India. right? India has uh, Revere's astrology um, and has its own conferences and has for years, if you not know, decades, uh, maybe longer. Um, it, it, uh, although they're not Western astrologers by and large. But for Western astrologers, UAC is this amazing family reunion, um, part family reunion, uh, astral family, right? Part uh, camp, astral camp. <laughs> um, um, professional conference, right? It is a professional conference, whatever you have uh, heard about it or not. Um, what I want to say is, as UAC 9, uh, jumping ahead uh, here, was in Chicago, as I said, uh, uh, May 2018. Um, uh, these are always, or most of, not all the UACs, have been over 1,000 people right and and really a thousand astrologers and, and spouses and you know partners and you know, uh, lovers, et cetera but by and large, it's almost all astrologers. that's a lot of energy and a lot of talent and a lot of uh, nerdiness, such geekiness um, and other materials, not the least of which are books astrology books um, and, and classes and talks and workshops and uh, meals and breaking bread and so on. It's really incredible. And for sure, you, know, you can hear, I've, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I've worked on all three of the last few acts in different capacities as a volunteer. Um, this one, the 10th one, which I'm looking forward to, has probably gotten pushed down because, you know, uh, social distancing and, and so on. Um, but, but there's also something with, you know, boomers are a certain age. We've lost a good few names of um astrologers just since Chicago. My mentor, the late uh, Donna Van Toewen, Aquarius Rising, Aquarius Rising and uh, Mercury in Aquarius. Um, She convened her own conference, uh, SODA, state-of-the-art conference, uh, astrology conference up in Buffalo, and then uh, originated in Toronto, where she lived much of her life. uh, Donna convened, co-convened, right, because it takes a lot of people to make a UAC. UAC is almost entirely, uh, most of, for the most part, the UACs as a whole mine, have been pretty much, let's say, 90% volunteer, managed, worked, run, and, and, and. it's volunteers, right? Speaking of volunteers, volunteers, and they're amazing, amazing events. There's so more to say about that, another another. Another time, um, but just know we, we want to keep you back. Um, and and uh, sorry, what I was saying about Donna from a different angle is, one of the things that's clear to me as a middle-aged uh, person, a stranger, um, and s- someone threw this at me a few years ago, I'm a junior elder because I have spent, I have been on a board of uh, CGR uh the National org right, or international, as it were. Um, I've sat adjacent to the ESR board. Um, so I, i'm I'm familiar with how the mechanics of these orgs do and do not work um, and how they are useful uh, in various ways and tricky in other ways. Um, but uac uh, uAC is sponsored by uh, basically the three major u s orgs. Uh, ISAR, NCGR, um, AFAM, um, and then others are involved without unpacking that more. But it's a great opportunity to come together in person um, and visit um, and get as much or as little or anywhere in between as you want, um, from major name astrologers all the way down to newbies and just our everyday folks. Um, the last thing I want to say about Neptune Aquarius that I know I do is by the, by the time Neptune leaves Aquarius, many many people in the world are online um yeah uh uh, easily a billion i don't know if we're at two billion i think we're like we're we're moving faster but i think that happens a little bit after it comes out um if i recall correctly um just a little bit of Neptune and pisces let me fast forward almost through the 2010s um and also be conscious of time here so now it's, it's a Saturn cycle later, we've said. Traditional is huge. It has new books from Chris Brennan, uh, from Demetra George, who I think actually has a uh, part two, another volume in a duo, or if not a trio, she's doing uh, this year, 2020. Uh, the first is already out. I'm going to um, I'm gonna skip some of the little bit of bad news that precedes this. Saturn Aquarius. Um, people have asked, and I'm still asking myself, what might we see in the field as astrologers during the Saturn Aquarius and Pluto in Aquarius? I'm pretty sure, and I'm biased here, we're going to see a lot more podcasts, more so since everybody, quote-unquote, everybody has to stay at home. Um, it's low-tech. It's, uh, it's, they're relatively cheap to produce. Pardon me. Astrologers love to geek out and share the knowledge by and large. Um, and there are lots of conversations we need to have uh, about our history, our future, uh, this pandemic, and the list goes on on and on. Pretty much astrology can be attached to anything and, and add to a conversation, I think. We're going to see more astrology summits. There's one that's next weekend. Uh, that's one of the, which I believe is the first all women roster I've ever come, of astrologers, that I've ever come across for anything. Again, keep in mind, I've seen a lot of the historical papers. I'm sure it's been done, I hope it's been done before, but it's very uncommon. And there are three men of color of the 10 on the roster. That is new. Um, I'll come back to diversity in a second. And what I hope to see, and I am instigating here as a good Aquarian, is a lot more e-courses, self-directed. Self-directed e-courses on Teachable and in other platforms like that. There are people hungry to know their charts better, and they need the back and forth of a human or humans, a TA or whatever. I'm not knocking the books that are out there; certainly, there are more that are, especially the new ones. Uh, there are more that are needed. But I'd like to see more e-courses. Um, I think it actually makes us better to put things into a structure. Again, like I don't know if I'm a child of Saturn, I guess I am for some people uh, using traditional planets, but I'm definitely pro-Saturn. Let me see if I can follow what I wanna say here. I wanna say this about diversity, right? As a, for those who don't know me or haven't seen the picture, uh, Black. Uh, I don't don't use the term African-American, which I wanna unpack here. Um, I use Black, I'm also queer. Um, so there's these are things right there have been plenty of out and not out queer astrologers in the community on rosters etc but one of the things that we need to see and I I say this humorously but no shade is uh, a certain demographic is dying off Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm not rushing anybody (laughs) so we need to keeping that in mind, because it's real, right, Saturn, we need other folks to step up and be encouraged and be supported to do their writings, to do their publishing, um, to do their speaking, to do their research, uh, to do their podcast producing, to film producing, and so on and so forth. We need that because now what's what's amazing that's happened sort of right before the Saturn Aquarius in the last two or three years, arguably Saturn in, in Capricorn, maybe even Saturn in Saturn, patch is maybe we can associate with that maybe not but i'm just looking for the i'm just looking for calendar breaks is astrology is the millennials globally globally not just western world globally they are hungry and ready for more astrology that's not that they're all become astrologers even those uh, hobbyists they are hungry for um different conversation um Maybe I'll be back. I can talk on and on. Maybe there, there are other people I speak more about it. But China is sorry that I'm using the PC word here, considering they are rabid for astrology. They are so much so, the New York Times has published two, if not three, articles in the last three or four years about it. And New York Times seems to be teetering on whether they like astrologers, astrology. They seem to like astrologers, not as
0: astrology, be my observation from the I world like world. that. That is, I agree with that wholeheartedly.
1: And I say that not just to say that, much for thinking. I've watched, I've been vegan for 25, 26 years. I want, and I became professional vegan at the beginning of the last decade. I watched before that. It's like, producing a movie, but then doing other vegan documentary stuff. I watched the New York Times literally go from hating us in print to kind of skeptical, back to a little bit of the hate, jumping sort of to a neutral ground and printing a lot of, printing and uh, web publishing, a lot of vegan recipes, good recipes. And then kind of this back and forth, but really moving from hate all the way to, I don't think love does, but to really <laughs> great uh, ample Coverage. Uh, we're not at the peak right now. We'd say the peak was probably 2018. Um, maybe in 2017. But I mean, it was literally like pieces every week, uh, and varied pieces, not just you know, right. They don't really do a lot of fluff, or at least they weren't uh, two, three, four years ago, about anything. Um, I think astrology is different, right? Because it's arguably much older, thousands of years old. But I see some similar patterns. Uh, but I think it will move faster. Um, but one of the things I want to say, go back and say about diversity is also age. One of the things I heard and have heard since I started studying 30 years ago is we need more young astrologers. And certainly the astral orgs are saying this because they're membership based. Um, and you heard how the, the, those ros- those roles have gone down uh, and, and thus the coffers, uh, which means different choices, um, is through Astro Twitter, through social media, we see a lot more younger. Um, something I didn't say before but I mentioned. Um, And so we're all emerging. I mean, I've been here for a second in the Astro World community, uh, about 15 years, 0405, um, and dove into volunteering, which is sort of a Demetrius thing. Um, but you know, baby boomers won't, as far as per the technology today, they're not gonna be here forever. Um, And I think we need to work on more baton passing for those who want to pass batons. Certainly my work um, being mentored by Donovan Tullin is an example of that. Sorry, one more thing I can extrapolate and say Saturn and Taurus. I said e-courses. I'm I'm suspecting, in a good way of suspecting, that we'll see some more astrology schools. There are not that many in the world, online and uh, physically. Obviously, the physical. Version is tricky right now. Uh, it probably will be for 2020, 2021, maybe longer, um, because of the virus. Um, but also, doing things online can be frugal. It can be a lot more technology and a little bit scarier. But um, there's that. Let me say this, and then back up.
0: I missed a couple of things. Well, Norwek is going to be online. I mean, that's going to that's going to propel people's uh, access to online astrology pretty fast. Uh, they had already sold out um, the virus. More or less canceled it. So we're going to have thousands of astrologers or I shouldn't uh, overproject, but hundreds of astrologers all get together at the same place for the same weekend and consume live astrology. Uh, and that, I think that's really going to be uh, a, a, a jumping off point for for that kind of thing.
1: I'm like, do I do agree or disagree with that? So first, let me uh, give some context because I uh, and shout out Laura Nell Bandian and her family. Um, um so Norwic um, is the Northwest Astrological Conference. I might have just missed a letter there. Um, no, I got it. Um, so it's outside of Seattle and has been for 30 plus years. It is one of the very few, and it is the longest running, at least in uh, outside of India, astrologers conference in the world. And it is amazing. It's three, four, five hundred people. It it will not be in person, uh, as as you just said, Kip, uh, because of the virus. I don't know if she'll open it up to thousands of people. To me, astrology uh, slash astrologer conferences are not. When you're talking about tens, pardon me, dozens of people, versus hundreds, versus thousands. These are very different energies, just by yeah. nature, if you're adding more people and you're adding more energies, um, whether they're aligned or not. So it's a fascinating conversation. I think very Aquarius argument. Um, I don't know that that, uh, I guess I disagree that that will accelerate, but what I think it does does do is it pioneers and it will show what works about it what doesn't um, it's a it's literally created by you know, three generations of family the, the eldest generation has passed on now maggie uh, now bandia who started the conference back in the 80s um and, and there were a lot of conferences that i understand i'm still Learning about it, Uh, astrologer conferences in my language, in the 80s and 90s. Let me break off here and make this aside, which is sort of on my ballywakes or drums to beat. These things are called astrology conferences UAC, NORWAC, pretty much all of them. They're not astrology conferences. They're astrologer conferences. You do need to speak some astrology to follow the conversations, uh, the lectures, the workshops, the classes, the amazing late night conversations, the early morning conversations. If you're out of your uh, hotel room or wherever you stay, don't stay in your car or van otherwise. But the the talks are amazing, right? You can hear from Lee Lehman and you can hear from... Uh, I'm trying to call these names, and like they're they're going through too fast for my head. You can hear names you know, and you don't know right, and you can see those on the roster and what you're paying for, but what you don't see and that we don't push enough for these astrologer conferences is the evening afternoon you you just gotta you missed the class or it was full, so you sat outside and I got to meet Kip and like understand uh, Washington better and. Know, how to be a parent and an astrologer. And, you know, the, all sorts of conversations happen all the time, anywhere. It's not particular to astrologers or astrologer conferences. But when you come together in person, and I've talked to non-astrologists about this, particularly in a profession uh, slash a hobby that, you know, you can geek out and nerd and just speak in jargon and people who get it and who are in love with it are uh, definitely, you know, strong-like. It's just an amazing way to feature Soul, if I can call it, or spirit, or just person. I mean, it is just amazing. Now, it's not cheap, uh, which I hope to work on uh, with conferences uh, on the other side of this pandemic. Um, they do cost a fair amount of money to put on. Let's keep it real. Um, but affordability, I think, is one of the things I. I want to see from the Saturn Aquarius of astrologer conferences, among mm-hmm. other things, right, without getting political here, uh, uh, or at least outside of the communities, uh, and, and certainly uh, Pluto and Aquarius. I don't know if it accelerates. I, I think it will, uh, NARC be online this year. I think it'll give Laura some other ideas, because she has an amazing, main list and great brand uh, and great work, work ethic. Um, Let's see what happens. I, I I don't think she wants, and I would advise, uh, based on how I understand her in Iraq, uh, 2020, to ha- allow thousands and thousands to join. Not the whole weekend, but maybe parts of it. But let's see, I don't, I don't know what she wants, or I could be wrong, those are just sort of my instincts having worked um, a little bit with her on uh, this past UMAC, working with Donna on uh, the annual soda conference for seven years, uh, and having touched many the other uh, the conference, uh, Astral Org conferences in the community. Um, Here's three things I want to say. Much of the Western world is online now. I think more than half the planet, but I don't think we're at two thirds yet. Um, And maybe not this second, right? But they they can access some version of, say, Facebook and uh, Google search or some sort of search. or And then backing up uh, just a little bit sort of in between before this Saturn Aquarius, uh, and one of the tip-offs, I think, of this you know, us ending all these different cycles, the Jupiter-Saturn, the uh, ending Earth era, and whatever else that I forgot, uh, the Jupiter-Pluto, the Saturn-Pluto, all, all these things, right? The, these cycles that are shifting with Capricorn and Aquarius. So we lost, uh, maybe at the top, or right as Saturn was shifting into Aquarius, Dell Magazine, Astro- uh, Astrology Magazine, Dell Astrology Magazine, um, after Ford, I think it's maybe 40 years precisely, 40 plus years. It is done. It is not converting to a digital publication. Um that's been known for many months, but um it it was the longest running astrology magazine uh, in English Um we also lost Tim Tardaker. Tim uh was a Leo and an amazing, amazing uh advocate for astrology he is the editor and founder of the mountain astrologer magazine and then we're losing we're lost jim not jim maynard himself but his Kenderson and deep books which had been around for more than 40 years and 46 months. they were not published in 2020 uh, to much <laughs> ear from myself and other astrologers. Maybe someone will take over the business and do the 2021 uh, calendars and date books. He does uh, literally a your in pocket size. I've done the date book for, uh, for most of the last 20 years. Uh, spiral bound, half sheet size. Um, there's a, a, I think there's six. There's a wall calendar and um, there's two or three other permutations. Gorgeous artwork, color, um, affordable pricing. Um, they seem to have a vibe to them are lots of other um, peers, competitor products, but I think he's been around the longest, made the most, and there's just a certain vibe to them. Uh, Also, his paper doesn't feel as cheap as a well-known major (laughs) brand. It's a similar calendar, but um, it's not the same design. It's definitely a a cheaper paper, uh, but charge the same price. Um, Those are big, right? Those are all publishing. Uh, things, print publishing. Um, there are suggestions to your point about NORMAC and another point you made, Kip, that things are accelerating online, right? Digitally, virtually. We'll see where that goes. I want to go back and shout out this. Um, I guess the last astrologer name I'm on the call today is Channy. Let me say it right. Nicholas. I think astrologers are kind of watching, but I don't think they're really getting the real full deal. And I hope to have a recorded conversation with her about it soon. So let me go back and remind folks what I said about Susan Miller is really, truly really a pioneer on websites, astrology and just generally, and uh, and also as, as a woman, right back in 95. Nadia is also a standing pioneer for astrology on YouTube. There have many that have come and gone. There are definitely people who started before her, but she's the one who's done it because continued for, I think, over, I think about 12 years now, but definitely a decade. I think it is uh, 12 years because I think she was uh, or inspired by UAC uh, 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 2008. Channy, though, I think is really the champion within the community of astrologers, within the community of social media. She, uh, as some people may know, mixed social justice into her work slash politics, and people are like, you can't do that. Why not? I'm human. I want to talk about these things. They're upset. Astrology touches everything, right? The sky is over the whole planet. Why? Why wouldn't I? And if if this doesn't interest you, no shade. Then find a different horoscope to read, or harangue, or whatever. Right? These are free, and so she has parlayed that into my language. Being the queen of astrology is publicity. If you look on her website, or even if you just start Googling around, or even if you think back back again, astrologers will know this. She's been on 60 Minutes, right, in recent weeks. She's been uh, on with a great image in Rolling Stone, I think about two, two and a half years ago. Um, And it's all flooding my mind. There are three, four, or more dozen media appearances she's made on TV. Mostly on podcasts, sorry, mostly print articles, then podcasts, and then TV. But the 60 Minutes really blew me away. Uh, she's in two different segments, which sort of overlap uh, the language. Uh, one is more w- about astrology in general, uh, with Cosmopolitan magazine and magazine editor, and a couple other women. And then uh, one is, is, is a one-on-one with her and the reporter's name. Um, And she has a new book out, as a lot of people do. Let me say this uh, thing that is not necessarily uh, any of these planets and Aquarius. We are also finishing up, or maybe I've gotten behind. In the last, not quite two years, we've had an astrology print-published mainstream publishers book boom. Let me say that again. We've had a book boom for astrologers, right? Not pretenders, I'm not talking about this, uh, any sort of um, annual guides and all of that, which is fine. Those, those are there, there, some are dying off or whatever. This is three, four, five dozen books. Uh, one of those dozens is instead of coloring books by a co- uh, collaborator of mine here in New York City, Mecca Woods, uh, one for each sign. But let's take that dozen out. We still have three or four dozen books. Most of them are mainstream, right? They're, they're, they're B to C, if I can say that, business to consumer, right? A.k.a. mainstream. Um, maybe a hand, not even a handful are uh, B to B or astrologer to astrologer. Demetra's book is arguably for astrologers, but no, sorry, general audience. Um, Karen Christina's book about, there's uh, also a New York City-based astrologer about Evangeline Adams, which I highly recommend people look up the book and what it's about, and even just an interview with Karen. If not. Um, Evangeline is one of the most important astrologers, uh, certainly female, maybe the most important female astrologer of the 20th century in the U.S. If not in the world. Um, she, she loved astrology and was a strong advocate for it. It probably had Aquarius on her chart, but we think she was a Pisces sun, but it's not clear. But uh, there's an Aquarius planet there. Uh, Pluto and Aquarius, sorry, I didn't say about that. I think we're going to see some new astral orcs. I think we're gonna see a lot more books. Uh, Certainly we'll we'll continue to see more astro-education. And from astrologers, not from the Amazons of the world, right, and I do mean Amazon, um, who tried this shopping thing that people may or may not know about. We need astrologers to be involved with big data. We need to be part of however astrology is going to be disseminated and used in the world. So our tool isn't uh, perverted, uh, in the negative sense of that verb, uh, misused, poorly used, and, 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 and. and one of the, the challenges that we're going to have uh, this decade, which I wasn't sort of thinking about Saturn Aquarius a little bit. I was thinking about Pluto Aquarius, ironically, uh, uh, well before all this sort of uh, living in Aquarius works sort with of gel for me is peer pressure is going to be a thing. right It's on Astro Twitter right now, and it's elsewhere online and in person. But we are so maverick astrologers sometimes. I think Saturn is gonna help set the stage for, we can be a better organized and more about business, not business just for money though, but for the longevity of the field, for the betterment of the field, to to sidestep uh, Google or Amazon or any sort of even uh, political government coming in and polluting and distorting and otherwise misusing astrology across uh, population. That the astro apps, calling their names, are accused of this. I don't think they're doing that, from what I understand about them. But I think they encourage others, particularly who are just after money um, and not about the quote art or just the the preservation of quality astrology. I think that uh, gets—I know that gets appetite sweat um, when that's out there. I think we're going to see new events and new conferences. Um, we need to see more astro, actual astrology conferences in the world, right? And astrology conferences, to me, are general audience events. We've had one here in New York uh, City, uh, quite a year and a half, um, by way of Annabelle Gatt, uh, um, and a few others she had on the roster. Uh, nice roster, mostly uh, non-male, um, identified folks up there, some people of color. Um, it was one day, again, it was uh, facing a general audience. People are ready for astrology. not all seven billion, maybe eh, a billion or two. But that's, that's a lot of work, right for I don't know, 10,000, 100,000 astrologers in the world. That'll keep us busy for the rest of our lives and fed and housed, et cetera. I think we may see biased by a recent conversation we just had, um, although I've been thinking about this and had a conversation about it 10, 10 12 years ago, uh, uh, astrology radio network station, maybe TV. Right there's enough. There's enough of us out here doing different content, uh, looking different, talking different, uh, sounding different. Just I mean, astrology is so fast. Uh, and certainly, I hope we see a uh, UAC number ten. As I said, uh,
0: hopefully so, this side of
2: 2025.
0: So, in summation, what I'm really hearing you say is that you see this Saturn and Uranus um, transit as an opportunity, and and Jupiter, because Jupiter is going to be there for the next year too. As an opportunity for astrologers to, um, lack of a better term, package their product and, and market it to the broader community. So instead of astrologer conferences and astrologer podcasts, um, astrologers are creating content that's consumable. Um, and I, I think this is a pithy and fun term, so I'm going to use it. Some people don't like it for the muggle community a way to um, interest people who just just find it interesting. They, they Maybe they like the astrologers, an interesting thinker, an interesting talker. It's not something they're going to get into, but they're going to start consuming it, not just as a focal point of their life.
1: I heard you on processing and <laughs> looking at the time. I think we keep our UAX and NORWACs, etc., our astrologer conferences. We need right. those, those are great. Not broke, don't, don't for the overall, don't fix them. Additionally, we need to feed hungry people, which in turn feeds us, and it feeds the fields and the, the propulsion. If we don't step up with some of these things, we will see Amazon, Google, or, although I like Google, or, or whatever, step up, right? We will see bad agents, I think, because bad actors or whatever, for instance, bad actors. Um, bad people step in and claim these things. There's some already on Twitter, right, who are astrologers, trained astrologers, but um, have malevolence or just a bad quality going on. Yes, I would love to see more of us um, get more business-minded about it. But it's not just business, although you hear me beat that drum. It's, uh, you said this, let's get it to people who need, want, and benefit from it. Uh, AKA (laughs) muggles. I think what we are seeing, which I didn't think, I haven't thought about in a second, but is very Aquarian. Is I think we're seeing and, and, and it will have some downsides, astrology is being democratized by way of how the technologies have changed for everybody because astrology hasn't been accessible Uh, let's say a century ago, it was not accessible, if I understand correctly, to an everyday person, unless, uh, or or most everyday people, let me say it that way, right? It has been associated with kings and queens and other royalty and powers that be, um, and otherwise money. And there's a whole conversation that others are better equipped probably to have about that. But part of what I think we'll see, particularly with the Pluto and Aquarius, is astrology will continue to prosper and grow and have more challenges, right? And debates and arguments and fights and so forth. But more people will be able to benefit from it, right? is for everybody. But I think that idea is very new. I don't think it's so radical, uh, certainly not to astrologers. I just don't think... I think we've been so insular and uh, doing Project Hindsight, which we needed, and doing other things, and we still need to do those things in the community like doctors do, like uh, any profession. But I think those other professions are more accustomed to um, a general audience, simultaneously, simultaneously.
0: Well, that's great. Um, We have had a super long podcast and I loved everything you had to say. Um, Before I sign us off, can you tell people how they can find you? Oh, that's very tricky.
1: Okay. Um, You can find me on Twitter, vegan D-D-E-G-A-N-D. I probably still spend the most time on Facebook. Uh, You can tag me, Demetrius J. Bagley. You will see the funny (laughs) uh, profile pic I have there. Uh, Certainly people can email me. And now uh, people are like, don't you have a website? I'm not a good Aquarius in that way. And I do, but I don't. So stay tuned. There's, there's a lot coming for me if I can get it uh, organized. Uh, I would love for people to check out the podcast I produce, but I'm not a voice on, it, which is Stars on Fire, uh, which is arguably a mundane astrology podcast. Uh, Mecca Woods and Janelle Belgrave host that show.
0: Fantastic. Um, well, thank you very much, Demetrius. It was great. Uh, I, I didn't expect such a, a tour of the history of astrology. It was fantastic. And remember a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men.